welcome to Creative Lives, the Lecture in Progress podcast. Lecture in Progress is an online resource that inspires and informs the next generation of talent by providing practical advice and insight into the creative industry. This podcast series features a broad range of people talking about what they do and how they got to where they are. This week, we speak to talent chief and brand manager Shanice Mears, or as most people know her by, Shani. So I am Shani Mears, and I am currently the co-founder and chief talent officer for The Elephant Room, which is like a essentially an advertising agency, but we like to describe ourselves as like a new kind of creative company. And I'm also the brand manager at Guap Magazine, which is the world's first video magazine. And that just means being the brand manager, I deal with like a lot of our collaborations and all our sort of talent, like writers and photographers go through me. Still only two years into a career in advertising, Shani has already co-founded her own agency, is regularly invited to talk at industry events, and was recently named one of the British Interactive Media Association's top 100 talents of 2018. After just eight months at her internship at Iris in 2016, Shani had made such an impression at the company that CEO Dan Saxby approached her to set up their own agency. They co-founded The Elephant Room a few months later as a new creative company with a focus on diverse creative collaboration. Originally from Birmingham, Shani started out in dance, earning a BA in dance and performance from Coventry University in 2015. So I kind of knew in my head that I wanted to be in the creative industry, but obviously being in dance, it's a different creative industry in comparison to like, say, advertising where I am now. And to be honest, I didn't know anything about advertising, nothing about marketing. And every time I thought of marketing business, I just thought corporate. So I didn't actually think I'd end up in the industry. But then when I went to university in Coventry, I met loads of different like people and they were doing like business, marketing, stuff like that. And I was just like, okay, but they were pretty creative as well. So when I was doing a creative course, they were like, what? You do that? And I'm like, yeah. So we started this thing in uni. Essentially, it was just like a side project called My Runway. And there were roles for everyone, like PR, marketing. I was the creative director and choreographer with my friend Sinead. And that was my inkling, like, okay, I want to do this. Though she worked in supply teaching directly after graduating, Shani's first move into the industry was via a work experience programme, bringing her to London and opening her eyes to some of the city's biggest creative companies. I literally had someone from Liberty, which is an advertising agency, say to me, you should think about marketing because you've done all these different things. You're interested in all these different avenues and brands essentially want people like you who are sort of involved in different things. They said to me that they give work experience if you ever wanted to come and do something with Live magazine. And at the time, again, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I just thought, oh, that's interesting. What's that? And I came up here for a week and did one week work experience. And on that work experience, it was like, I think MTV had a careers day. We'd done something with The Guardian. Like I, I was I was seeing loads of different things. And yeah, I applied for an internship. So when I initially moved to London and I'd sort of set aside budgets before like before moving, like what's sensible, like what can I do, what can I not do? And then, although it was like a little bit of a struggle, in my head I always just knew, living in London, I always knew I'm from Birmingham. So I thought, the worst, absolute worst, I'll I'll go back home and if someone really wants to hire me, they'll pay me what I need to get paid. 
in order to actually be here and do the job. That's kind of how I always thought anyway. Because I, I, I even still sometimes think, hmm, would I be better off at home? <laughs> but, but then I think actually no, because in order to really like sort of navigate yourself, navigate your way through the industry and just in London, you need to probably be here. Joining Iris a few months later, her internship took her through numerous departments to see where she was best placed. During my placement at Iris, I think it was a slow start. Like, I thought I was going to be a planner, <laughs> right? So initially, I went into the planning department and it was sort of, that was where you was going to be. And I moved into creative and then went into the creative department and realised that the copyright inside of creative I wasn't that, even though I like to write and I could do it. But again, it wasn't my type of creative, what I felt like I was sort of using to my best potential. So after the, my experience there, which was about two, two, three months in the creative department, although we did get stuck into some work, like they did give us some briefs and stuff. It was still very, you know, you guys are interns, so we can't give you the full brief because you can you can shadow a team or like a midway team or something but we were never given our sort of sole own project and not that it was frustrating but it was kind of like oh like how are we gonna really show what we can do then if we're always just shadowing or doing a side thing do you know what I mean and then after that, I moved into culture, which is like more PR-y stuff, experiential kind of thing. And I thought I was good at that too, because obviously come from like an events kind of backgroundy kind of thing. But again, I feel like within advertising anyway, like not even just at Irish, just within advertising. At this point, to be honest, I was getting a little bit frustrated because I felt like I'm creative, but I'm not the creative that they want me to be. And... I'm sort of not knowledgeable, but I'm really immersed in culture, but I'm not able to express myself the way how I want to. So when I moved into accounts, it was nicer because the team was like, they understood that I was super creative and they understood that I didn't really want to be in accounts, but they also understood that this is accounts, so there's not much we can give you as a creative person. So I did kind of get to see things, do things, but it still was accounts so that it was limited. When I was at Iris, I, I mean, I hate the idea of like, oh, let's talk about tokenism and diversity and stuff like that. But I was probably like, I don't even know, one of 15 or 10, I don't know, a black person or of colour. And then I was also like, obviously a female and obviously I'm not from London. And then obviously we're talking about class and like it goes into loads of different subcultures and whatever and I just kind of felt like I am a little bit like out of the box <laughs> so I have to be proud of that I think people from minority backgrounds often feel but I should be grateful for this position or oh but I'm not that valuable or oh but just because tokenism like you know they just want a black girl on the poster or whatever like all those thoughts go through my head but then at the same time I think you know what no one is me, so I can only I can only showcase the best example of myself. And in order for me to do that, I have to actually be on some sort of platform. And although obviously I was good at what I do, I still hadn't been in advertising, so I wasn't going to act like I knew it all because I, I genuinely didn't. And I think 
I started sending around this email called the Urban Lowdown every week and it was what was going on in my world so things that maybe people didn't have access to or didn't know about and I was just I was sort of just like making people more aware of just stuff that I thought was cool and what was popping and festivals I like to go to and you know like trends that was happening that maybe everyone else should jump onto and I'd say invaluable only because no one else was doing it and a lot of the emails people would know who I was but never seen me before so they would be like I'd literally be talking to people on email but I've never met them in the company so anytime they would like I'd meet someone new they'd be like you're the one that sends around the Urban lowdown and I'm like yeah that's me so I feel like if people are interning right now play to their strengths and you can't take away the things that you already know and like the cultural conversations you're involved in with your friends or if you're on social media and anything like that is 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 still invaluable to the company because they could implement it somewhere else in an idea or in a presentation or an internal presentation or with a client and I didn't know that 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 was happening but I did realize that actually these are valuable things to bring to a client or to share within work because you know you're educating people you're making people aware and stuff like that but that kind of just felt like maybe my place at Iris just wasn't just it was just coming to an end and that was just something I had to accept like so although I did want to sort of stay in advertising I thought maybe actually I'm not meant to be at an agency or a big agency. Maybe I should go into like a cool magazine or like an underground events company or maybe I should go more into like an experiential company or something like that. But it's not as demanding for like, you know, this big machine. But I did like talks and like talks on panels and stuff like that. And I did um, like in-house presentations and all of them were about creative collaboration with the wider creative industry most yeah and about young people who were doing things just DIY and always like showing people like guap and just doing it by themselves on low resource and I was trying to show them to show them that actually these people would be so valuable for these companies and these brands because that's what you're trying to do like you should just collaborate like I was always just trying to get that across and I even did like a, a day where I invited like five five people I knew in and they just had all different skills and they were showing what they've been doing that they've done and although I did find there was interest there it was there was still no actual move like okay yeah now we're going to collaborate with this person so I think from that when I met Dan because Dan was the CEO at Iris at the time he was like well into that idea of collaboration and he was just like yep who that who's that like he was at my talks and I was giving them and stuff and he was like yep this is sick like I, I understand what you're trying to say so I suppose that when I when I um you know when I said that I got a bit frustrated like I, that was not me anymore I had a meeting with Dan um prior to leaving and it was just like a catch-up and I literally just said to him like I just don't think it's for me um and he was just like all right tell you what if you leave, then we, like we all leave, kind of thing. And at this point, I was like, "Huh? Like what? I don't really understand." And it was just like, "Yeah, we'll start something new, something that you know we both believe in, that has the idea of creative collaboration. You know, you've got the cultural networks and the talent and the drive and the passion, and I've got the experience and 
the sort of connections and the knowledge and stuff. And if we combine that, then we could probably create something pretty sick. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of just how it came about. At, at the time, it wasn't the elephant room. It wasn't anything. It was just a conversation. And we we sort of was mapping out what would this be? How would that, how would it be? Who who would we bring on board kind of thing? And then that's kind of how it came about from there, really. Elephant Room's super young. Like, we're only, I think, we're not even a year old yet. So I really do want to see that into fruition and see that grow and, like, see the possibilities. I don't know even, I don't even know what the possibilities are because I feel like the past two years have just surprised me anyway. But I definitely want to offer more opportunities to more people like myself, whether that be background or whether that be the BAME community or whether that be people who are from Birmingham or whatever, or young women or whatever. I definitely want to do that. And I think for Guap as well, I want to do more collaborations between what I actually do. Like there's this thing coming into sort of the industry or the future of work, talking about like portfolio careers. And I'm a real big push of that. And I think me combining what I do here at Guap and what I do here at the Elephant Room is like super important. So I'd like to do more stuff like that. Naturally, I sort of fell into public speaking. Like I've just fell into that. I don't know how, but I do like the response that I get because often it's like, oh, you know, your talk really made me think or inspired me to do that. And I think I want to do more of that. So yeah, I just want to encourage people to go as far as they can, really. I feel like me being a figure in the advertising industry and obviously in the music game or whatever media, I feel like hopefully being the person that I am, I can open doors for other people to come through also. So I think my advice is, and like for anyone who is like listening or reading it, I think it genuinely is thinking that nothing is too big or too small. There are some people that I've met four or five years ago that I'll call on now because I remember that I've, I met them and it's because I maybe went to an event. So it's like, never think because you're like, I'm, I was a dancer back in the day, but I'd never think a marketeer event was not for me even though I was a dancer. So it's like, even though it's out of my sort of sphere of career choice or whatever at the time, I still found that, oh, I might meet someone and never know who I'm going to meet. Let me go there. Like, just always think about going there and meeting someone or I spend a lot of time on the internet and I'm sometimes I'm literally just strolling through Instagrams and Twitters and I'm just looking at people's websites and stuff and just just interested in what they're doing or who they are or I never feel like anyone is inaccessible as well like a lot of people will feel like oh but how do I get that person's email but it's like no but you can if you genuinely look at different ways of getting in contact with people so social media is a big part of it but like Twitter, Instagram, um, LinkedIn, uh, there's another one the dots like all of those kind of things that look at people really spend time finding out who those people are then after you've done that the next step is actually trying to meet those people so looking at the events that are happening that you could go to the the type of things that you can get involved in to allow you to get into those events so I don't have money like that so when I'm going to places like for example ad week or millennial 2020 and stuff like that I'll tell you how I went to millennial 2020 right tickets are like 500 pounds ridiculous right but I signed up to the newsletter and I thought let me sign up to the newsletter because they might have a competition or something I never like I don't know and then every time they just sent something I'd read it they had a competition 
And I went, like, do you know what I mean? It's like, I just, I never dismiss it because it's, it's not there. The opportunity is not in my face right away. And I think that a lot of, especially a lot of young people, they do that. They'll be like, yeah, but I'm not into makeup, so why would I go? And I'm like, yeah, but you don't know who you're going to meet, so just go and make time. This episode of Creative Lives was brought to you by Lecture in Progress. It was presented by me, Indy Davis, and the guest was Shani Mears. The editor was Ivor Manley. Lecture in Progress is made possible with the support of a number of brand patrons. They include Us Two, GF Smith, Squarespace, and the Paul Smith Foundation. For more information, check out lectureinprogress.com. <laughs>